Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is April 3rd, 2020 and it is Friday, y'all. It is Friday. Happy Friday to all. I know that most Fridays, it's a happy time, last day of the work week. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not at work. However, they are working at home, so maybe it does have the same impact, but happy Friday. It's a happy time. We're going to talk a little football on Fridays, I think. Recapping from the week that was, I got a lot of feedback from Bill Barnes being on the podcast on Thursday. It was recorded Wednesday night, but we posted it yesterday. He is very entertaining. He's got a lot of energy. We're going to try to bring him on weekly. You may not agree with everything he says, but he certainly has a way, uh, his, his own spin on it. So we welcome Bill back. We know he had a great time. Got a lot of positive feedback from him. So we're going to try to make him a weekly a weekly guest. I was thinking about a few things. Uh, we're going to cover a short list here. We went through some movies on Wednesday afternoon. And wouldn't you know it, we talked about remote droppers. And, and what, had to, what happened yesterday on Thursday was one of those movies popped up, Ocean's Eleven and, and Thirteen. And tw- you know all all of them, and I happened to end up watching like all all three of them and different times. It was it was funny. I, I it even restarted and I started watch it again, and I was chuckling back to my podcast talking about rewatching movies that we're familiar with. One thing I gotta say, I gotta give some credit to Sling Sling TV. We changed to that provider a couple months ago when PlayStation View went out of business. It's a streaming service, so there's it's not cable, it's online. And I like Sling because you can click on the channel itself, like AMC for instance, and watch any of the shows that have been that have been uh, prod- broadcast. So we go back and watch Better Call Saul that way. There's a few other shows that are going on right now, but you can do that with other movies such as The Ocean's 11. I looked at the channel. I was like, "Oh, I can watch this anytime, really, or, or anytime now." Well, it's well, it's showing, but I I didn't do that. Um, to our title, "Get Home Safe." You know, I started this just because I had heard other people do it, and I wanted to give it a try. And I was like, "What? What title? How do? What do I come up with?" And so, I'm a rideshare driver and also a baseball umpire. And I do other things, but those are my two main main uh, jobs, source of income. And a lot of my experience in life comes from those two activities in dealing with people. So that's how we came up with Get Home Safe. You're trying to get home safe in your Uber when you're driving. And you're also trying to get home safe in the game of baseball, right? Get home safe in school runs. I had no idea that we would be quarantined and put in a situation where it was everyone needed to stay home. And so get home safe kind of brought in new meaning. So it works. Everyone should be home safe already. And you're staying home. You're being safe by staying home. But we all do want to get home safe out of this thing as well. It's frustrating, I know. They talked about doing more of a quarantine, extending it because some people aren't doing what they're told. I've seen videos of people, 
having parties out on streets, the police getting involved. It's just, come on, people, stay inside. I know it's boring. Try to come up with something. Go to the store, that's fine, but no one likes it. I don't like it any more than you do, you do but we got to do what we have to, we, what we can, the best we can. Everyone's got to do our part. Another thing I got thinking about was we scroll through so much through social media. I don't know if you ever have, but think of your typical day and think about how much you scroll through all your different social media. I'm talking about not people whose career it is on Instagram, but I'm talking about just regular people, us. How many times a day do you go on Facebook? Do you do it while you're watching a movie? Do you do it while you're waiting at a red light? Is it just kind of our default? And I think it is. We, we, we just go on there. So a challenge to myself is the past couple nights, rather than get on my Facebook or Instagram, I started texting some friends that maybe I don't talk to very often. What a better time to reach out, something as simple as, hey, how's it going? How's the family? Haven't talked in a while. And maybe they don't have time to talk or text, but it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder to reach out to those that we don't talk to often. So that's the challenge for myself with social media right now because it's scary. You see things, you see people arguing and fighting, and I just, I hate that. I can't stand that. We should all be able to get along in some regard. And social media, I think, creates more tension than it does uh, positive thought. So that may not be for everyone, but that's just something I'm doing. And it's been nice hearing from a few friends that I haven't talked to in a long time. And I do that naturally. I wonder how so-and-so is doing, and I'll text them. But this has given me opportunity to reach out to some people that I think about, I care about, and I just don't get a talk chance to talk too much just because life happens. We're adults and we, we have other things we got to do. So we lose communication with people and that's not always the the best thing. It also got me think. I, I talked to a few of these friends and they said, you know, man, I miss having a, a beer with the guys. I miss hanging out. And I don't know if it's been on social media, but... I I thought, man, it would be cool if you can get like a, a couple of guys in a, say for instance, five buddies. And maybe you're used to going out to grab a drink or something with. It'd be fun to get on like a, a video conference call or a something like that. Each person at their own house, raise a drink, have a quick conversation, act like you guys are out at a bar or something. I don't know... The, how technology works in, <laughs> all the time. So I don't know if that's possible, but it seems like it wouldn't be that hard. And, I, and you know what? People are probably already doing that. There's no reason you can't reach out. Hey, hey, let's have a drink tonight. Oh, we can't go anywhere. Oh, let's, let's just, <laughs> let's socialize. <laughs> Do what we would do normally. Maybe it's goofy. I don't know. But it's just, it's a thought I had uh, as far as trying to make, make things better. Make, make the time pass. We all got to try out different things and maybe it won't work for you and maybe it will work for you. So 
One thing that is working a little bit better for us, I can tell you, is our sound situation. What a difference good equipment makes. That interview I did with Sam, my brother, last week, we had a different microphone. I was too close to it, so there was a lot of echoing. I was trying to get Sam involved, too. He was too far away from it, and a lot of it was the user, but it was also the, the uh, microphone itself. So we've improved our sound system, got a better mic, got a windscreen. So hopefully the voice is coming in loud and clear, not as echoey from our dungeon here. So I was pretty happy about that. You can turn, it's probably coming in pretty loud, so you could probably turn us way down. But anyway, we're making daily improvements here on the podcast. That is the goal. Daily podcasts, and we want to... Continue to get this out. This is our first full week now, that being Friday, that we got got through it five straight days. And we're going to try to do that again next week, Monday to Friday. Try to come up with new content, new topics. We're definitely going to have some more guests. I'd like to have a guest next Monday. Her name is Valerie Burns. For those of you who don't know that name, that is my girlfriend, big fan of the show. <laughs> She's been supportive, and we'll get her perspective on a few things and have maybe a few uh, couples questions for her if, if, they, if I'm not too afraid of her answers. So we'll have her on Monday. That's the plan anyway. Another interview so you don't have to listen to me talk by myself for too long. And again, we are going to have Bill Barnes on. I'm thinking maybe Wednesdays with him, but we'll sort out a day. Maybe it won't even be the same day. And I, and again, I know most of you, most of you uh, who listened and gave me feedback had positive thoughts. And anyone I bring on here, just keep that in mind. We don't have to agree on everything. There's nothing wrong with disagreement. I'm going to say plenty of things you are not going to like. Some of my guests will, will, will say things you won't like. That's okay. We're all, we're all one big family, one big world. We're, we're all trying to get through this tough time together. It's okay to talk with people you disagree with. And the other thing is you don't have to bring up things all the time that you do disagree with. I see that in people all the time. It's like people want to argue, want to fight. I'm like, well, why? why would you do that? So we'll have uh, those guests on for sure next week. I'll work on a third guest. But other than that, the show should be posted around noon, around midday. We might record the night before or early in the morning. But it, my goal is to have it out by midday to try to get some consistency there. With it being Friday, it's April now. You got the NFL draft coming up. That's really the only sporting event out there, if you think about it. And maybe some people don't see that as a sporting event. I'm an NFL junkie, so there's going to be a lot of NFL talk on this podcast, even though the season is many months away. But I came across a challenge that I found intriguing. It was on Facebook, and again, to go back on my social media frenzy, here we are trying to avoid it, and and what do I do? I, I bring... I bring up social media, but this was something I found that 
I enjoyed doing. It didn't take me very long. It was a challenge of sort. And everyone has their favorite NFL team. Or maybe you're just a fan of the, of, the, of the game itself. Maybe you're a fantasy football fan where you don't even have a team. You just like players and stats. And so this challenge might work for you too. It's real simple. Write down all 32 NFL teams. All 32. And next to each team, you have to come up with your favorite player of all time from that team. And for some teams, it might be more difficult than you think. For instance, I'm a huge Rams fan, if you haven't heard on here. Because I'm a Rams fan, I also despise a couple teams. I despise the 49ers. I despise the Raiders. I don't, I don't like those teams. Um, I'm also not a huge Cowboys fan. But what you have to do on this is you have to go through, you still got to write down a favorite player from that team. And so I, I may have tweaked and cheated a little bit, but I was able to write down a, a player for each team. I think there's a lot of, again, fantasy football, a lot of skill positions, we'll call them. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, guys that get the big fantasy points probably is a lot of a lot of people. But I went down the list here, and I'll give you a few examples, and I'll even maybe throw in a few honorable mentions. And hopefully this isn't bore you, but hey, in these times, this is the type of things we're doing. <laughs> we'll go with... Uh, these are by division. So the NFC North. Minnesota Vikings. Favorite player for me there was Chris Carter. He was a great wide receiver. All he did was catch touchdowns, was was what they called him on primetime. NFL primetime, great show. But a pretty classy guy. He he talks some trash too, but just a good receiver. He he really was a mentor to Randy Moss when he got in the league. So a lot of these, it's the first name I think of when I think of that team. But I also had to do some thinking and a little research too to be like, wait, who played for that team and who can I pick? So Chris Carter, I always liked him. Chicago Bears, Mike Singletary. Perhaps one of the best linebackers. Nasty guy. Coached in the NFL for a little bit too. And there's a lot of old Chicago Bears because they've been around forever. Gail Sayers, uh, Walter Payton was definitely on my list, but I went with Singletary. It's because you think of the Bears, you think of nasty, you think of defense, but Walter Payton's sweetness, definitely a close second. Going on to the Lions, similar guy to Walter Payton, Barry Sanders. I think Barry Sanders retired way early, but... Good for him. I mean, he, he did so at a time where guys played a lot longer into their 30s. But he had had enough, and he moved on with his life. Just a really fun running back to watch. So many moves, so many highlights. I don't think you can think of the Detroit Lions without thinking of Barry Sanders. Similar to the next team, Green Bay Packers. Brett Favre. That would probably be unanimous for most people. But you never know. Bart Starr or something for the 
older old timers Reggie White in his later years but Brett Favre was so fun to watch like like a guy playing in the backyard we switch to the NFC South New Orleans Saints for me it's Drew Brees one of the classiest dudes in the league started out as a Charger went out to New Orleans and to me he's the face of that franchise and that city He's probably only playing another year, maybe two. So we're going to enjoy every chance we get to watch him. Shorter guy, too. All these quarterbacks got to be tall. Well, not, not Drew. He's he's overachieved uh, in that regard. Tampa Bay Bucks. For me, it's John Lynch. Now the GM of the 49ers. Played ball at Stanford, I believe. I mean, just a strong, just a hit machine with those Great Tampa Bay defenses. When the Rams went to the Super Bowl 99, uh, 2000 Super Bowl, the playoffs, that Tampa Bay team was right there with them and held that greatest show on turf at the time to like 11 points, I think. Weird game, 11-6 to in the NFC Championship to decide who went to the Super Bowl. But John Lynch, ton of ton of big hits in in a day and age now where hitting is almost frowned upon. John Lynch would come up and lay the hat all the time. Carolina Panthers, it's a different name for you, Kevin Green. And this is where I start my little cheating, kind of we'll call it. Kevin Green was a Los Angeles Ram when I was a kid, outside linebacker, rushed the quarterback a lot. He later played for the Panthers and the 49ers. But Kevin Green to me was one of my favorite players as a kid. And then even when he went to other teams, he was fun to watch. I think he played with some pretty good defenses in in Carolina when they were starting out as an expansion team in their early years. Kevin Green. uh, Atlanta Falcons, Deion Sanders. Little flashy of a guy, but when I was a kid, I remember. Oh man, I loved watching Dion return punts, return interceptions. He did his little dance at the end, his little high step. He still got the swagger. He, he's fun to listen to on the NFL Network. But Dion Sanders, man, they had to rename the position. I think they joked about renaming the cornerback position to uh, Dion, right? Dion, left Dion. He could not tackle, or maybe he did not want to tackle. That guy didn't do anything physical, but he would cover your best receiver. He'd return punts. He'd play on offense. Primetime was the nickname, Deion Sanders. Fun guy to watch. We move into the NFC East, New York Giants. Who's your favorite player of all time there? For me, it's Lawrence Taylor. Nasty guy. Played hard, won a couple Super Bowls for the Giants. Played with some really good players like Phil Sims. And the Giants is another organization that's gone around a long time, but had some rough days <laughs> recently. Uh, Eli Manning, good luck to you in your retirement. But Lawrence Taylor almost like changed the position. He made defense not only nasty, but like cool. So a lot of these guys I didn't get a chance to watch 
a whole lot. It was before my time, but I'm trying to take that into account too. And just from a his- historical standpoint of who, who stands out in each of those organizations to me for, for my likes going on to the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboy, Emmett Smith, small undersized running back, but played so long, played forever. And it's so hard to play a long time at that position. He was on some great Dallas Cowboys teams, three Super Bowls. The guys around him were great players. He had some of the best offensive linemen, I think, to ever play. Had some great teammates and and just a dream team there for a while in the 90s. But Emmett Smith, so fun to watch and Going on to the Redskins, another guy, if you look up some highlights, you want to talk about fun to watch, big, explosive, was John Riggins. Ran a little different than Emmett. (laughs) He would run through people. He'd he'd break long runs. He just looked like a football player. Like you, You look at him even outside of a uniform, civilian clothes, like, man, that's a football player. So he played for the Redskins. Uh, a long time, and his, some of his highlights are legendary. Let's see. Who else do we have? Okay, here, this one. I'll, I'll get some pushback, I'm sure. Philadelphia Eagles. Got some great players, right? Even recently. Won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Donovan McNabb was a great player there. Uh, Reggie White started his career there. But I, I had to kind of <laughs> – I wanted to get this guy on the list, and there was only this way to do it. Norm Van Brocklin. And you're like, who, who is that? Well, of course, he was a Los Angeles Ram way back in the day. And he was a quarterback, and he played at the same time as Elroy, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. But Van Brocklin – I like him because his nickname was the Dutchman. And as a fellow descendant from the Netherlands, uh, I thought it was a great name. And he, from a historical standpoint of Los Angeles Rams, I wanted to get him in there. So he played for the Eagles for a few years after the Rams. So that's why he's on the list. We move forward to the hated 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. Some amazing quarterbacks, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver of all time. But I went with Ronnie Lott, a USC guy, a guy who is tough as nails, a strong safety. The story with Ronnie Lott goes that he injured his hand. He either jammed his finger or he he did something with, I think it was his pinky, when the doctors told him, well, you can have surgery, but it'll end your season. I think it was a season. Maybe it was a career, but it was probably just a season. Or maybe just, hey, you can't go back in. Or we can amputate your finger and you can continue playing. Well, he said, well, cut it off. So he cut off his finger so he could continue playing football. Just a man among men. We go to the Rams. This was a tough one for me, but I went with Isaac Bruce. Bruce was there from some of the the rough times before the greatest show on turf. 
won a Super Bowl. It's probably Kurt Warner's prime target. He was the Reverend, the Reverend back home, and uh, I think he's he went to Memphis, so I think he's from Tennessee. But yeah, the Reverend Ike, big legend in Rams history. Seattle Seahawks, another modern guy, Russell Wilson, a classy guy. I had Russell when he was playing in the minor leagues. We were both in the Northwest League together. Didn't say much, didn't complain a whole lot. Uh, would have a conversation with you. So I, everything I see him do on and off the field, I, I'm impressed with. He seems to be a, a good, legitimate, uh, real person and one heck of a leader. Well, that, uh, let's see. No, one more team. Arizona Cardinals. This is where I put Kurt Warner. Again, it was my way to put another Ram in. What he did with the Rams was special. He left there, ended up with the Cardinals, took them to a Super Bowl, put up some more big numbers. And so for me, Kurt Warner is way up there because he took two of the worst franchises, at least at the time and their recent track record, two Super Bowls. He won one, one out of three, but the two he lost were very similar. Rallied late to tie the game or take the lead, and then in the final seconds lost to the better team. So Kurt Warner, one of my favorite quarterbacks, favorite people. I love his story. And another good man that is fun to listen to these days on the NFL Network and, and other uh, other media. That wraps up the NFC. So we'll go into the AFC. We'll try to move it along here. But the Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning, drafted by the Colts. Colts were always a joke. And then he got there and started to put up some huge numbers. Peyton just took control of the line. And I know he won another Super Bowl when he went to Denver. But to me, he's always going to be a Colt. Let's see, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Maurice Jones-Drew, that's what I put down. Little guy, went to Concord de la Salle High School up north, Northern California, played college ball at UCLA, and he was just a little bowling ball. I remember seeing him in person in high school games, and he was short. He was so compact, but just played incredibly well. Great running back. Returned punts, did it all. He uh, he's the Rams uh, broadcaster for radio. He's the he's the color guy with uh, JB Long, and so he's fun to listen to. And I miss watching him play. He was a really good player. Houston Texans, JJ Watt. I think he represents that city. He's always been the strong point of their team. He is a huge dude. It's so crazy to see some of his workouts and stuff, and and how a a player of his caliber can just single-handedly change a game and wreck an offense. This is a, a Tennessee Titans slash Houston Oilers because they were it's the same organization that just moved. So I changed them to uh, it's kind of the same. I put them as I've listed that as Warren Moon. Warren Moon was a quarterback I remember seeing him as a kid he wore number one I thought that was cool as a kid I even switched my number to number one 
we had similar colors on the team we played as the Houston Oilers. So that's what I remember about, about him. But other great players, too, in that organization uh, come, come to mind. Tennessee Titans, we had uh, Steve McNair, God rest his soul. Uh, some really, Eddie George, really good players. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, <sighs> you talk about legends. What a list of legends. Uh, but I went with Troy Polamalu. Polamalu, again, undersized guy, another USC guy. He was so he was everywhere. He was always everywhere. He'd jump over piles on fourth and one. He would he threw his body into car wrecks all the time. Just he was everywhere. And he retired, it seemed a little early, but his body had been through so much. He's a Pittsburgh legend. All of his years with one team. Just a cool guy, it seemed like too. I, I, just always putting his body on the line for the team as a as a safety, and he was everywhere. To the other team in that division, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I, I don't think you can talk about the Ravens without Ray Lewis. You could say he had some off-the-field issues, and he's a little crazy, but one of the best linebackers I have ever seen. I've never seen a game. I, I watch games, and, I, and it never. I've never seen any other guy like this where every single play, you just see him around the ball. Every play that ends, you're like, where, oh my goodness, he's everywhere. And he just had total control of his teammates. Great leader. And uh, definitely a guy you, I'm sure, did not want to face. The Cleveland Browns, I don't think you... There's a, some good players, but I don't think Jim Brown... If you can't say Jim Brown when you think of the Browns, I mean, he he's legendary. Did things with the football that people hadn't done before. It's incredible running back, and some of his highlights are really fun to watch. And it's fun to listen to him now. He's he's getting up there in age, but he is a, he's a quite a guy, and and he loves loves the game of football, and he loves the development of people in football. So Jim Brown, legend. Cincinnati Bengals. I had a tough time with this one. So you know what I did? I was like, we don't have an offensive lineman on here yet, and that's just not right. So I I put down Anthony Munoz. Again, another USC guy. But one of the best offensive linemen probably to ever play the game. He went to Chafee High School, which is just down the road from where I'm at uh, in, in Ontario, California. So he's a legend there. And a guy who played, you played for the Bengals for a long time. God bless you, because that's been a tough organization over the years. New England Patriots, I, don't, I think Tom Brady's unanimous there. Maybe some people don't like him. I think he's a great, I think he's a great leader. He's beaten my Rams twice in Super Bowls. Tough guy to hate, I think, but people think he's a cheater. I, I, I think he's just an incredible football player, a great leader, so hardworking. I think he's uh, the face of the Patriots for sure. New York Jets, Joe Namath. Broadway Joe, what can you say about him? Super Bowl three, guaranteed the the win. First time the AFC beat, AFL beat the NFL. Joe Namath, uh, just legendary uh, off the field, probably more for on the field. Uh, guy definitely went pretty hard. <laughs> Broadway Joe. Miami Dolphins, got to be Dan Marino. Never won a Super Bowl, but that's not what he will be most remembered for. He he changed the game almost. Some of the records he set 
had a lightning arm. Just, oh my goodness, he would, he would throw a fastball. My mother, that was, that was one of her crushes was Dan Marino. So one year I got her a little Dan Marino figurine. She, she loved that guy. Uh, and, and he was so fun to watch. Buffalo Bills, Jim Kelly. I don't think there's a tougher quarterback that's played. He was very, it was very fitting that he was in Buffalo and they went to those four Super Bowls in a row and lost all four. But I don't think there was a, a tougher guy and a better guy to be in Buffalo than than Jim Kelly. And he's gone through some health issues with cancer and such and, and lost a kid early on in life. And so he just seems like a great dad and a, and a really good good person. And, and uh, we hope hope wish him the best. Four teams left. Kansas City Chiefs. I put I picked Len Dawson. Len Dawson was the quarterback for the Chiefs when they won their first Super Bowl. And we have a picture of Len in our living room, or our bar room, I should say. And it's a picture of Len in Super Bowl one. They lost to the Packers, but it's halftime. And it shows Len Dawson, helmet on the ground, sitting in a chair, uniforms dirty. He's smoking a cigarette, and he has a diet, uh, a diet, uh, not a Shasta, a grapefruit soda on, on the floor. Fresca. He's drinking a Fresca in a bottle, I think. And the caption says something like, Super, halftime Super Bowl one when you had a, a break for a cigarette and a grapefruit soda beverage. So that's a picture I picked up in Kansas City that I thought was was awesome and needed to have. So that's a that's a big reason I picked Len Dawson. Denver Broncos, John Elway. John Elway, California kid, rock star. Finally won a couple of Super Bowls late after going to a few and losing. But he's Mr. Denver Bronco. He's their their GM now. And you don't talk about a, a, an arm and some fastballs. Man, he <laughs> he used to uh really rev it up. Oakland Raiders, or I should say Las Vegas Raiders, which is still hard to say. I went with Marcus Allen. Once again, another Trojan from USC. But what I liked about Marcus is he was a great player for the Raiders, left the Raiders because of some issues with owner Al Davis. He went on to the Chiefs and got back at the Raiders a little bit with some some wins and such. But he was an incredible, incredible player. Last one on the list is the San Diego slash Carson slash uh, Los Angeles, Inglewood, renting the stadium that the Rams are building, Chargers. And I went with Junior Sale. One final USC guy on there, but a guy from down from Oceanside, California. He was Mr. San Diego for years. He went on to some other teams and such, but Junior Sale tragically took his own life. But as far as football goes, I don't think there was a a guy that went harder than him. So that's a list I came up with. Hopefully what didn't bore you, but hopefully you, you do one too and, and, and give it a shot. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll have more lists like this coming up. It was just something fun to do and something to kind of get my football fix in. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Hopefully uh, this, this went okay with the, the new sound system. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. If you have any thoughts, feedback, positive or negative, go ahead and let me know. 
we'll try to spread this out a little bit more to get some more listeners. But like I said, we're definitely going to have some more guests next week. Valerie will be on probably Monday, and we'll bring back Mr. Barnes sometime later in the week. So everyone have a great weekend, guys, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. If you, if you are out, be responsible, be safe, whether you're out in the town or around at third base, get home safe.